0: It's the best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Got an abbreviated one for you tonight because I got to go catch my Saints playing the Texans on a Monday night football. I'm originally from New Orleans. And, of course, you can catch the game right here starting at 6.30 560 The Joe WQAM. While you're at it, give us a follow on Twitter at 560 WQAM. Let's get into some headlines. The Dolphins were defeated 59-10 yesterday by the Ravens. Next up for the Finns, defending Super Bowl champs New England here in Miami on Sunday At one. Tonight it's a doubleheader in the NFL. As I mentioned earlier, the Saints taking on the Texans at 7-10. Then the Raiders gonna clash with the Broncos at 10-20. The Canes dropped their first conference game over the weekend, losing to North Carolina 28-25. Bethune Cookman is the opponent this Saturday. Kickoff is at four. Listen to both the Dolphins and Hurricanes games here on 560 the Joe WQAM. The fish won big yesterday, 9-0 over the Royals. Tonight, Former Marlon Christian Yelich and the Brewers are in town. First pitch, 7-10. Yesterday, Rafael Nadal won his 19th major, defeating Daniil Medvedev at the U.S. Open in five sets. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. The NFL will speak with the Browns receiver Odell Beckham Jr. concerning him wearing a $250,000 watch on the field during his team's loss to Tennessee yesterday. Hey, Coach Diaz, can you say two-point conversion wristwatch? Also, a rogue wave of drunk raccoons has taken over an Ottawa neighborhood. Fermented fruit is suspected to be the blame, but then again, it is Canada and Molson Ice is boss. In another case of Blame Canada, a Toronto man recently broke into a business, ate from their fridge, then left a photocopy of his face. Those Canadians, they're so polite, they even leave a mugshot to expedite the arrest process. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylio Park. Tonight's forecast is mostly clear with temperatures around 90. Visit Hylio Park Casino every Saturday and win your share of $10,000 in giveaways. Drawings all day long and it's free to enter. Visit HylioPark.com for more details. Crazy game this past weekend between the Canes and the Tar Heels. Earlier today, the Crazy Joe Rose Show caught up with Coach Diaz talking 4th and 17 jaron williams kicking or the lack thereof and the you getting their swag back it's one of the cases of just do it coach diaz joins us right now coach how are you this
1: morning Doing well.
2: How are we doing? We're hanging in there, Manny. That's what we're going to tell you this morning. A lot to talk about with that game and could easily be 2-0 and instead of sitting here in 0-2 and uh, driving the last minute and you still have a chance to tie it up. Uh, I heard a lot. I know you've been asked a lot, the 4th and 17 with uh, under three minutes left with your defense on the field. What exactly happened now that you've had a chance to look at it a lot?
3: Well, we played the play very poorly, obviously. We had a pressure called and and we didn't we didn't execute number 1. We didn't execute the pressure up front the way we wanted. to. It was a pressure that it that it sacked the quarterback earlier in the game. And then you know, from a coverage standpoint, the the way that we are designed to match up on the routes, we just didn't match up on the routes very well and and you know, and and the the time that the quarterback had to throw the football sort of contributed to the to the design. it was just one of those where on all levels, we just didn't play the play
1: very well, and
3: you know, and, and you know, you get 4 and 17 against our defense; that should be lights out. That's one that you'll think about all year.
1: Coach, I guess the positive out of this, Jaron played pretty well in this game. Uh, looked pretty good in this game. Had some sharp passes during this game. If you are going to point out some positives, even from a loss, I guess Jaron's got to be one of them, right?
3: Well, there's no doubt. I mean, when you when you look at the entire season and and, and the atmospheres that we're going to play, and we and for a first time starting quarterback, we've probably put him in two of the most difficult situations he's going to face all year. And then even what North Carolina does schematically, they're very multiple, a lot of disguises, a lot of changing coverages, bringing pressure from everywhere. And I thought the way that he handled that was great. And again, very very calm. You know, obviously we start the game very poorly, and there was just no panic. And you know, and, and you know, really once we. You know, once we got going, I thought our dominance in terms of the way we play the game was really telling. The issue is that our dominance was not translating to the points that it should have, and that was due to you know, again, sometimes a lack of execution in the red zone, and then and then some of our kicking issues. But but you know, we went, we had the ball eleven times, we got in the red zone seven times. I mean, we, and, and and if you think about that, that's that's called that's called really being dominant. The feeling is when you do that, you you can't have twenty five points on the board. That, that that should have been a that could have been a, a, a much different. Result and, and I think the guys see the potential of what we can be offensively and that's really what we've had in mind and that's one of the most encouraging things of of, of our overall performance and, and the way that this team is, is is improving.
2: I'm glad I'm glad you brought the kicking thing up because that's obviously a, a topic. Bubba struggled again, another missed twenty-something-yard field goal. The extra point blocked. Uh, he's really struggling, and you know how these guys get these kickers, man. You've been around a bunch of them throughout your life. What do you do? Or do you just change the way you coach in certain situations? Or what do you do if you start to look and and he's losing confidence?
3: Well, the short kick was blocked as well. The, uh, the 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 twenty something yarder that he missed actually was partially deflected and, and that's why that one missed um, but that's a, yeah because that's a that's a that's a backbreaker you know, you drive all the way down you have to you have, you have to settle for a short field goal and then oh. and then you to come away with no points is, is such a killer yeah so there's a couple things I mean one we have to make sure we get the protection solid and North Carolina did a really good job of trying to overload one of our guys on the inside but but another simple thing you just got to get the ball up and part of it you know comes down to you know like you ever. You know, we can all relate if they've been on the golf course, you know, if if you start to worry about where the ball is gonna go and if you start to try to aim the ball, um, it starts to tell in your swing and, and and the thing about Bubba, and this is why we have confidence in him, because he's so talented, you know, and you saw that on the first kick, you know, and that's why we didn't, we didn't hesitate to throw him out there for a 50-yarder early in the game, and that's almost the exact same kick he had, you know, at the end of the game, you know, because the guy, in terms of, if, if you went to scour the nation and say, let's go find a different guy, let's find a guy that's got the light, talent, to do it, and all you do is look at his kickoffs, the guy had a touchback every single time, he can do it, but but part of it, like you mentioned, is just the confidence and, and, and sort of the, the inner battle that we all fight to trust yourself in this know that you can do it that's where look you know you know this is not the nfl we you know you don't have uh you don't have a a free agent wire you know you you gotta you gotta put your arm around the guy you gotta find a way to get it done and and, uh and we think it because we think if he can conquer this we think we got a special talent on our hands.
2: coach you made a couple of moves that look pretty good on the offensive side of the ball moving clark to, to right guard Scaife bounces out to right tackle uh it looked like those guys again only watching on T V look like they play pretty well. Do you get good play out of those guys?
3: Yeah, we thought the only thing more fun than starting one true freshman is to start two true freshmen on the <laughs> right. offensive line, you know, yeah. on the road. So yeah, we're gonna do it, damn suckers, it. Suckers suck yeah, for punishment. But no, no, they did. They really they really did well. They they and we expected all the you know, no matter what, we expected an improvement. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that we don't think that John Campbell's got a, a great career ahead of him as well. But just in terms of the five guys sort of staying connected and, and playing as one, uh, we thought they did a really nice job. And again, North Carolina's at very multiple front, If you shifting right before the snap from a three down to a four down and doing a lot of things that can cause communication issues. And in terms of us getting on the right guys, I thought we did a really nice job. And then, you know, this is, again, the things that you have to kind of pick out out of the rubble when you've got a no and two start. No one feels good about that. You know, again, what I look at in terms of what this program is going to become and becoming a legit big time operation, and when I watch the way we're running the football, you know, and the way we're opening up lanes for our running backs, when I watch our running backs finishing runs and running over people down the field and breaking long runs, and you know that to me is that to me again, when I always think of a play like Miami Hurricanes, that that is the image I have of what a Miami Hurricanes football team should be, and, and and a lot of that credit's got to go to the offensive line,
1: Coach. Just with that said, the Miami Hurricanes' way of playing seventeen nothing. To start that game, that's a, that's a first quarter I'm sure you'd like to wipe out of, of everyone's memory, even though it was a nice comeback uh, after that. But 17 nothing, not the best way to start a game for your team.
3: We started very poorly. We were on our heels. You know, obviously the, the, the momentum that they had, you know, the, the, the crowd, all that type of stuff. But more than anything, there's, there's, it just looked like a team that had been practicing for two weeks versus a team that had played the week before. You could see a little bit of that difference in that game sharpness. That they that they had, you know, that it took us a minute again to get back and get what you play, and then sort of take a week off. It's almost like a another opener. Is that a punch that in the past might have forced us to drop our gloves and, and all of a sudden take a beating? That's 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 possible. And again, it's not. I'm not interested in, in, in creating all these adverse situations to, to say how proud I am that we can climb ourselves out of it. But that being said, sometimes things are going to happen, and when they do happen, how do you guys re- how do you respond? And I thought the way that our sideline responded, I thought the way that we just kind of got you know got ourselves going really from. You know the second quarter, the way we finished before halftime. You know, going to third. You know, we we like I said, we really gave ourselves a chance to pull away and not only make up for a bad start, but really have a chance to pull away and secure a victory.
2: Manny uh, still lacking those big uh, big plays in, in the passing game d- down the field. Are are they being called or just not able to get to him? We we just haven't seen. I, I guess we thought more was going to happen with Jeff Thomas to start with, but but other guys as well that can run.
3: Well, yeah, I mean they're 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 certainly being called, and and uh, and I think probably the one thing between uh, between Jaron and Danny you knows so the the one thing that they're you know probably in their film study after the game that really came up is on some of those shot plays and the ones that we've called. Um, you know, being able to get you know. You know, it's not a video game, right? You don't just say, you know, press the throw a deep button and that means the right. ball automatically gets thrown deep. You have to read the coverage. And so there's going to usually, there's going to be a deep guy, there's going to be an intermediate guy, and there's going to be a shallow guy. Now, Jaron is completing a high percentage of passes because he's, he's able to come off and come to the short guy and that's getting his six yards or whatnot. But a lot of times, even the deep guys covered the mid-intermediate guy is streaking across the field for a 20-yard completion that could be a catch and run for a lot more. And I'd say there's probably three or four of those opportunities that that we're not getting to that guy, even though he's running wide open. And then certainly the one that's really the heartbreaker is the one we had the to high tower on the last drive, where, where you know the, the the coverage that they're playing high is breaking free for a post. You know, if we put the ball a more to the middle of the field. That might be the game-winning touchdown, and we leave it out there, you know, to the right, and it just you know. Those, so again, I mean, you're. you're I don't want to say, what is just nitpicking. You're not nitpicking. You're holding yeah. your quarterback to a high standard, but these are these are the shots that, that you want to make, and, and no one knows that more than Jeremy
2: Manny, you got obviously you got you got to learn how to win these games, and because a lot of these ACC games are going to be close. H- how do you go about getting that confidence to to pull these games out, whether it's the Gators or North Carolina on the road or anybody else, to find a way to win these damn games?
3: You know, that's, that's a, it's a great question. And we've been challenging our team. And from my experience in different programs where I've been in the past, there's no other way to do it than you just have to do it. And the way that you do it is that somebody finally – is going to make that play, and maybe it would have been that post, or maybe it would have been somebody sacking a quarterback on the fourth down and seventeen, or breaking up the pass on the fourth and seventeen. But what you have when you have a team that that is a little unsure of themselves, right? Sometimes what happens is there's a bunch of guys kind of standing around saying, "Okay, like who's who's going to do right. this thing here at the end?" And then once somebody does that, and I, I've been on a team where that somebody's not a star player, I, I, I had a, a, you know one place I was that it was like our our number six wide receiver all of a sudden you know caught a post and all of a sudden went holy. God, we're going to win this game, and then and then you kind of you know you know power on from there. So you know that's a, that's a part of it. You know that's a, that's part of. it. You just got to get in these games, and you have to win these games, and then you learn. And we keep talking about it. You know that this this team, this is why as aggravated as we are and as, as upset as we are, you know, there's the the fielding and the building is still. There's something here, you know what I mean, and and whenever we decide break out of this shell, it's going to be fun to watch, you know, and uh, but this is all part of the process right now, and it's it's it's, it's not it's not fun to watch, but uh, I think where it's going is is going to be in a good place.
1: Coach, the running game, DJ and Cam you know, ran hard, I guess you could say, uh, during the end of that game and, and really helped you out a little bit uh, towards the end of the game. I guess that's another positive. I'm trying to point out positives here. The running game wasn't so bad.
3: Poor Cam Harris, if it's not two weeks in a row that he has a big-time explosive run right. back because of a – I mean, that's probably 100 yards of rushing that Cam is, is missing in two games. That's what we want to be. We we want to be able to pound the football, and that's going to open up our play-action passing game. Um, but what, what I'm really excited about, and one thing that we've made a, a big – deal about on offense is our physicality and running north. And, you know, look, if there's a, you know, there's a defensive back there waiting for you, you know, and you don't have a chance to make a miss to run the guy over because what that does to our entire sideline. And that's just leaving that imprint, you know, what it means to play against a Miami Hurricane. So I think, I think DJ and Cam have both really embraced that. And, um, and that's something that we want to last for the whole year. That's why you got to have a bunch of running backs. Time goes on and we'll get, you know, Robert Burns and Lorenzo Lingard in the mix as well. That, that, that is, that's the model of how a Miami Hurricane running back should run the football.
2: Coach, I know North Carolina is playing at home. But this one always pisses me off. One penalty?
3: Like, right.
2: How do you explain? I mean, you got guys getting mugged on your defensive line, and I, I know there's nothing you can do, and I'm not trying to get you fined by your your league, even though you're making a lot more money now. But do you get frustrating at all, or you let it go? Do you call it in, or you just go, hey, guys, this is what's going to happen when you're U.M.?
3: Well, we're going to control what we can control. The one penalty actually was delay a game, so it wasn't even a post-snap. Penalty, but we're <laughs> we're gonna we're, 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 we're gonna we're gonna control we're gonna control you know, and and what we could control is our performance, and we know that there's a million things that we could have done better to ensure yeah. victory in this game. It was unfortunate that. You know, that a lot of the and of course this is why we have review. The 50-50 things and whether that was Jones and knee on the fourth down or whether that was a fumble on the last drive, then maybe that would have been the play. You know, and that's why you sit there and you say, Well, what's what's the play to win? Well, obviously if that is a strip sack on the last drive, we made the play to win the game. And you got a senior like Scott Patcher that comes up with the ball, this is a very different film conversation today. So uh, that's why, you know, you know, look, I mean there's two things. There's a, there's a result and there's a performance. The result is what we're in for. We're in a results business and it's and it and it pisses us off. So a lot of good things uh, about the performance there's a lot of bad things you know and certainly the first quarter and the and the, and the final the way we finished defensively but there's you, know, you, you you have to assess the 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 thing that you like about it and continue to accentuate those and the things you don't like about it you got to get it corrected as soon as possible a
2: bandy how's he playing overall
3: well uh obviously he had a bad play right uh in the first quarter but there was but that was an example of pre-snap there was there was confusion by the formation, which there shouldn't have been, and this is, again, whether this is a part of just some of the youth that we have and when you when you take, you know, when you talk about the impact of a Jaquan Johnson and a Red wine leaving the program, which is normal, this is how it normally happens, right, and the next guys come in, and, and they're super talented, and once, you know, defensive backs are, there's more communication pre-snap than there needs to be, because there's a little bit of confusion as to what we should do, and then all of a sudden, they run a play, and then you're a little bit surprised to see the play, and all, and all that kind of factors in, and, and all of a sudden, bang. And that, and that's a that's a free touchdown, and that's Something we have prided ourselves on in the previous three years. If you have watched mine play, we don't give up sixty-yard touchdowns or whatever it was. It just and we don't we don't ever get the ball thrown behind us to a wide-open guy. So, but guess what? It happened to us now. So it's on our resume. So that's something that that our secondary is going to take to heart and just know that that's not that's not our standard. That's not that's not the way we play.
1: The Amari Carter targeting call early early in the game, very early in the game. That was tough, also, right?
3: It is because Amari really probably. You know, because of who he is as a person and and, and his experience. And he's probably the closest we have in terms of being a calming influence in the back end. You know, so to, so to, you know, to lose him and, you know, and I get it just the way it is. I mean, I mean, you can see on the replay, Amari's trying to miss the guy. Trust me, if, if Amari hit you, it'd be a bad down for everybody. He's trying to hit the guy, but that's, that's the rules of engagement. The quarterbacks did slide, which means he is surrendering himself as a runner and we, we have to protect the, the future of this game. We have to protect that play, which I understand, but I, I did think it was, it was a little bit of hard luck on Amari because he was trying to do the right thing and, you know, and sometimes but the rule is not written where your intention, you know, makes a difference, which I get.
1: Coach, thank you for your time. Bethune-Cookman at home this week at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, Hopefully be a big
0: crowd there uh, for the first game. Okay, guys, thank you. I'm staying positive on the Canes. Something positive that happened over the weekend for Antonio Brown, he got out of his contract with Oakland. A lot of people talking. The video made when he got the news. Was it staged? Was it legit? Earlier today, the Dan Levitard Show caught up with the guy who filmed that video, Alejandro Narciso. He gives us a scoop on what really happened. First of all, uh, can you explain to us the process that you went through that you arrived that morning deciding to make this video for Antonio that would be a supplemental uh – supplemental video to his wanting out of Oakland.
4: It actually wasn't supposed to be, like, that kind of video at first. So I was in L.A. for work, and then I hit up A.B. and I said, oh, hey, I want to go and shoot you for the first week so I can make, like, a cool Monday night football video. You know, I'm used to making, like, hype videos for people. And he was like, yeah, of course, come down first day that I get there, I think it's Tuesday, I tell them, oh, I want to go into the stadium with you and Pads. I think that'd be cool. And we go, and they don't even have the lights on, but we shoot them anyway. And I was like, all right, well, this looks cool. This looks cinematic. And then things start, like, starts like this roller coaster type of wave, and everything's good, and then goes to practice, and then everything's bad. You know and at that point i'm confused i'm like all right what what did i get myself into the day happens where all this stuff is getting thrown into the media where you know like apparently he threatened to punch mike mayock which never really happened like that like it was everyone just walked off and then he went into meetings like nothing crazy happened and then it just got spread all over the media that he was about to punch him in the face him a cracker, and he's like, what? Like, my wife is white. Why would I even call him a cracker? He had a dinner with Gruden, and then he got it back into the car. We picked him up, and he was like, yeah, everything's good. And I was like, okay. So I started working on the video, and I worked on the video the entire night. He woke up at, like, 5 a.m. I'm like, hey, yo, this is what I made. And I showed him, and he's like, wow, that's beautiful. That's motivational. I love it. And I'm like, all right, let's post it. And he's like, mm, no, let's wait. And I said, damn. He goes to practice. Everything seems to be good. And then we pick him up. Yeah, like everything's not good. These guys don't seem to have my back. They you know, they kept saying they kept saying, Welcome back even though I never left, you know, like went into practice. He went into practice the day after posting the fine letter, which by the way, that whole social media consultant thing, like that's not true. Like nobody's a consultant. He posted that on his own, like he's his own consultant, that guy, like he knows what he's doing. I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's oh, yeah. okay. No, we're enjoying hey, it. We'll
2: follow this train wherever it goes, my friend.
4: We will, we will wait for him you. not so- to go to practice on Wednesday. And he was like, okay. Like, he went to the facility to get an MRI. They're like, don't come to practice. Then everything happens that day. And then everything gets settled with Gruden. And then the following day, you know, he has, like, that, that meeting with the team everyone's like oh welcome back we're glad to have a b back and he's like what are you talking about i never left you guys told me not to go to practice (laughs) what are you guys talking about he also gets a, a fine letter where it's like it voids his contract and at that point it was pretty much over because he felt so disrespected that he was like now he had to play essentially week to week for his contract he'd call the coaches and general managers and Owners and he'd be like, so you guys keep saying that you have my back, yet now I see news that I called Mike Mayock a cracker and now you guys voided my contract on so week to week. So exactly how do you have my back? And then at that point, you know, there was no, like it was irreparable, you know, so he asked me, yo, the video that you made is amazing, but it's, it's too like positive right now. <laughs> <laughs> So the initial video that I made, I had to change it up. I was like, okay, so I added like a couple new shots at the end, and I added the sound bites where it's him literally saying, "This is my life, ain't no more game." All right. So called the owner. He was a nice conversation. He said, "Look, man, like I just don't think this is gonna work out for either of us. I don't, I don't feel the love from you guys the way that you think." You say you do, like, I would just, I would appreciate it if you released me. And the owner was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm sorry this didn't work out. And then at that point, AB was like, all right, it's go time. And I was like, damn. He posted it, and the second he posted it, I'm getting hit up by Bleacher Report, and all these people are like, hey, can we post this video? Can we post this video? Oh, my God. Uh, Two-party consent. You're going to go to jail. And I just, I freaked out. I was like... I was like, what did I just do? And I go in, AB's fine, AB's like, like, hang out with his kids, you know, everything's good. But for me, this is all new to me. Like, I'm used to everyone just commenting fire emojis not like you're a clown too you're a moron and i was like jesus christ like i'm not and then i sit down by the pool i sit down by the pool and i was like just contemplating everything i was like damn i feel like thanos right now what did like what just happened and then it only got it only got crazier from then because then yesterday i land in vegas because i had to go shoot something in vegas i started getting hit up like oh apparently A.B. hired social media experts to to smooth sail this. I was like, social media experts? I'm literally like a 25-year-old nothing. (laughs) He's like, he planned this whole thing. I was like, no, A.B., like, post what he wants. I'm not not his consultant, you know? Uh, Like... uh, so like oh yeah, A.B., I got I got a uh, I got this guy off this team. You want to hire me so I can get you off this team? No, oh. So, maybe It's just been a whirlwind, and then I get I wake up and my boy texts me. Yo, Levitar wants to have you on the show. I'm like, what? What's going on?
0: <laughs> well, I've got some more questions. So many. Again, Alejandro Narciso He's is covered a lot
1: of ground there. I mean. Yes, he
0: really did. One of the most. That's the most amazing answer we've ever gotten to a question. Fire emojis, man. S <laughs> D L N Creative. Uh, so, uh, so how did you find out uh, that it? isn't illegal to uh, to put that out with without John Gruden's consent.
4: The way that happened was I was shooting him all day, just documenting everything because eventually, you know, it'd be cool to use it in like a, a longer form piece. He was talking to Drew Rosenhaus and then suddenly he goes, Gruden's on the line. I wasn't really thinking at that point of anything, you know, I just, and I wasn't going to be like, hey, tell him that you're recording, by the way. We recorded it <laughs> and then I put put it in the video. And then while we were doing it, AB's marketing manager, manager calls him and he says, hey, do you guys know that that's illegal to you know post that without telling him first? And I was like, damn, he's right. So I was in the process of taking all the Gruden stuff out. And then I told AB like, hey, just send the video to Gruden and then see what he thinks. Like, we can get consent that way. So my whole thing the entire time when we were waiting for Gruden's response was that Gruden's going to be like, listen, AB, I love you, man, but, you know, that's disrespectful. I can't be having you... uh, Gruden gave permission? I can't be having you post our own conversations, Which is the response that I think anyone would think was going to happen. And then he responds, like, 15 minutes later, three texts. He goes, wow, I love it. Loved it. I love it. And I was like, What? (laughs) What? 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 And then, what? And then we were like, all right, there's our contents. Like, keep protecting us.
0: Got to love that. I love Antonio Brown, even though he kind of hurt my Oakland Raiders. I got a lot of teams, it seems like. Talking about my team, the Saints, that's where I'm originally from. So that is definitely my team. I also like the Oakland Raiders. I still love the Dolphins. Win or lose, we booze and celebrate the team because they're still out there trying. You're never as bad as your worst game, you're never as good as your best game. So. Things okay for the Dolphins. We're going to hang in there with them. We're going to keep rocking. I appreciate you hanging in with me tonight, an abbreviated show. Like I said, I got to get my New Orleans on. I got to laissez les bontons rouler, let the good times roll, as we say in South Louisiana, and cheer on those Saints on a Monday night football game. A little insight Monday night football in New Orleans is basically a holiday. A lot of people don't go to work, a lot of kids don't go to school. You wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning, grab some hand grenades, some hurricanes, start drinking in the French Quarter. You walk over to the game, go crazy during the game, then back out into the French Quarter afterwards. I'm not going to do it that big tonight, but I'm going to tell you, Saints are going to win, and it is going to be a whole lot of fun. We're having a whole lot of fun tonight because we are covering that Saints-Texans game. Then we're going to have Oakland and the Broncos. You can listen to it all right here at 560 the Joe WQAM. Follow us on Twitter. At 560 WQAM and at Dan Day Radio. Till it be tomorrow, go Saints, go. This is the best of the Joe show. Later, Slug. T Mobile has invested billions to light
1: up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.